0: In your Bible please, today, in Psalm 23, a very favorite passage for all of us, chapter, Psalm 23, we are reading, can you please rise as we read the word of God? Remember, uh, to our mothers, please uh, try to register early, So that you will be able to attend uh, physically our Mother's Day celebration on Sunday. So we have a special token for the present mothers, both in the morning and in the evening. Psalm 23 verse number 1, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restored my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let us remain standing for prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of God tonight. Enable us, Lord, your servant, to be able, Lord, to feed your people as they listen to the word of God preached tonight i pray lord that your grace would sustain us i pray for the wisdom that comes from the holy spirit capture our hearts and minds for the glory of god in jesus name we pray amen and amen kindly be seated this time the lord is my shepherd that's the title of uh, the sermon tonight the message tonight psalm 22 23 24 are precious pieces of hebrew poetry starting psalm 22 23 24 in psalm 22 we have a picture of the lord jesus christ as the good shepherd he is portrayed there as a good shepherd in psalm 22 that psalm is a clear prophecy of the crucifixion of the lord jesus christ Psalm 24 portrays the Lord as the cheap shepherd. And uh, he is pictured as as a king coming in power and glory. Then sandwiched between the two great psalms is Psalm 23. So we find that he is the good shepherd in 22 and the cheap shepherd in 24. In between you have the psalm. Of Psalm 23, this is one of the most well-known and best loved of all the passages in the Bible. Best known and loved, most loved, uh, uh, one of one of the best known and loved passages in the Bible. Here, Jesus Christ is pictured as the great shepherd. So we have the uh, good shepherd in verse in chapter 22. The chief shepherd in 24, in our chapter, Psalm 23, he is the great shepherd. Psalm 22 pictures the death of Christ for sinners. His death is the event which made it possible for us to be saved. First Peter 2 verse 24, Who is own self, bear our sins in his own body on the tree, That we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. In Psalm 24, Psalm 24 pictures the end of the age. When the king himself will reign in perfect righteousness. On that day those who have been washed in his blood, those who have been saved by his grace, will reign with him. They will reign with him. But between the time... We get saved. And the day we go uh, home to heaven, there is a life for us to live. And that is where Psalm 23 comes into play. And uh, between these two chapters, we need to remember, we're still here. We live for the Lord. First point is, the Lord is my shepherd. In verse number one, the Lord is my shepherd. Do we know him as our shepherd personally? The Lord is my shepherd. Underline the word my. My shepherd. And this is talking about a possession based on a relationship. The Lord lives within me. I know him. And uh, so uh, my shepherd. He claims the Lord as his personal shepherd. And... um, this is a possession based on a relationship. You must know the Lord. First Peter or first John 5 verses number 11 and 12 and this is the record that God hath given us eternal life and this life is in his son. He that hath the son you possess it hath life and he that hath not the son of God hath not life. And so we remember that He's, he's our shepherd, my shepherd. And the Lord. The word Lord, this is a word actually for Jehovah. And this word contains three tenses of the verb to be. He will be, dealing with our, our future. And he's being our shepherd. Being deals with the present. And he was, deals with the past. So he will, deals with the future being is he's, he's dealing with the it's it deals with the present and he was deals with the past we know that the eternal god is the one who is who was and is to be and uh, you you find that in the book of revelation chapter 1 verse number 8 jesus says i am Alpha and omega the beginning and the end the beginning and the ending saith the lord which is which is and which was and which is to come the almighty underline the word my my this word stresses the personal the personal relationship not a shepherd he didn't say the lord is a shepherd the lord or the, the the shepherd but my shepherd paul says i know whom i have believed we know the lord we are saved we have accepted him and he lives within our heart. Somebody has described a shepherd leads, A runcer uh, drives. And a hireling runs away. In John 10 verses 12 and 13. It just, but he that is a an hireling and not the shepherd whose own sheep are not. Seeth the world coming and leaveth the sheep and pleadeth. And the wall catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling pleeth because he is an hireling and careth not for the sheep. And the Lord Jesus Christ is a, is a good shepherd. The good shepherd is the door. John 10 verse 7. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more Jesus is abundantly. So the Lord is my, my shepherd. We, we see the word my there. And this reminds us the, that he is our Lord. This is a, a possession based on <clears throat> a relationship. We have a relationship with the Lord. And then He says, I shall not want. We, we see not only a relationship, but a provision. His provision based on a relationship. First of all, we have a relationship. I mean, we have we have a, <clears throat> a possession based on relationship. Now we have a provision based on a relationship. Every need will be met by the guiding, by 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 the uh, providing hand of the Shepherd. You see, apart from Him, there is nothing that we can. We, we need or des, desire. So here, we find that David exalts the Lord. When, when he wrote this, he, he had the opportunity to exalt the Lord. First of all, he exalts his name. David exalts his name. David identifies the object of his love as the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. Now this is the great I am actually. This is the God of creation. The God of salvation. The God of eternity. And the one and only God. David calls him Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. Some, uh, some people call him God. Some people uh, call him friend. Some people call him father. Some people call him Jesus. This great God has placed actually his name all over the psalm. There are only six verses. But He scattered his name all over psalm 23. In verse number 1, he's the Jehovah-Rohi. The Jehovah-Rohi. And the Lord is my shepherd. In verse 1 again, he's the Jehovah-Jireh. The Lord will provide. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That simply means... I have everything I need. So Jehovah Rohi in verse one, the Lord is my shepherd. Jehovah number two Jairah in verse one, the Lord will provide. Number three, he's the Jehovah Shalom in verse number two. The Lord is my peace. And and then number four in verse number three he's the Jehovah Raphi. And he's the Lord my healer. Number five, he's the Jehovah Chekino. In in verse number three, the Lord is my righteousness. And then number six in verse number four is the Jehovah Shama, the Lord is there everywhere you go. The Lord is there. We preached on that last Sunday. And then number seven in verse five is the Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our banner. He goes before us. Shiatum bandera. And then number eight is the Job of in verse five, the Lord my sanctifier lastly is the Jehovah El Elyon in verse number 6 the Lord the Most High so the David exalts the name of the Lord here writing this song uh, he he was led by the Holy Spirit to exalt the name God's name names that are connected with his with his promises with his covenant he's a covenant God so he exalts number one his name and then secondly, David also exalts his nature, his nature. Of all the many names of the Lord that David could have imagined and that could have magnified, he was led of the Holy Spirit to sing about Jehovah Rohi. He's the Jehovah Rohi. The Lord is my shepherd." And here's a question: Why? Why? Among the many names. Why did he choose that name, Jehovah-Rohi? The Lord is my shepherd. Why? Because the true image of a shepherd tenderly leading, feeding, and caring for his sheep is a perfect picture of our precious Savior's relationship with his sheep. The relationship of our Savior to us. In fact, the image of himself as a shepherd was a favorite of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. In John, the book of John chapter 10 verses 1 to 30. He is the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth up his life. Now, it is actually a familiar idea throughout the Bible that the Lord is a shepherd to his people. The, the idea begins as early as the book of Genesis. It started there when, when Moses wrote the book of Genesis. Where Moses called the Lord, the shepherd, the stone of Israel. In Genesis chapter 48, verse number 24. He's the shepherd. He's the stone of Israel. And then in Psalm 80, verse 1, David looks to the Lord as the shepherd of Israel who would lead Joseph like a flock. And then in Isaiah 40, verse number 11, it tells us that the Lord will feed his flock. Like a shepherd. Thank God for that. Number one, the Lord is my shepherd. Do you know that? And do you do you do you know the Lord as your Savior? Number two, the shepherds. The shepherd gives us actually, He gives us direction, and He also gives us repressment. Two things He gives us in verses two and three. He gives us direction. And then number two, he gives us repressment. Look at verse two. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. What does it mean? He's directing us. And uh, he was the one who has the choice. He chose the best place for his ship. He said, He maketh me lie down in green. Do not forget the word green pastures. So he gives us direction. Charles Spurgeon has a commentary here and I, I, I'm in a custom of looking at different commentators Bible scholars Charles Spurgeon said that the Lord the Lord as our shepherd provides green pastures which is the truth of the scripture and uh, you can find it the, the, the most pinaka tambo lugar the most fertile land for us where we can enjoy refreshment. too where do we find refreshment? where do we find direction where do we, where do we find us as being led and being fed by God the Lord as our shepherd provides green pastures which is the truth of the scriptures always fresh Spurgeon says always rich and never exhausted and that is true When by faith we are enabled to find rest in the promises, we are like sheep that lie down in the midst of the pasture. We find peace, we find rest, and repressment. We find serenity, we find satisfaction, we go to the Word of God. Every day we need to read the Bible, every day we need to claim the Word of God. So He maketh me to lie down, talking about God's direction. How about verses 2 and 3? Let us read verse number 2 and verse number 3. There it says, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. There He gives us repressment. First He gives us Direction. See, we we need the direction of the Lord. We need His leading for us. Where do we get that? From the Word of God. The Word of God. And then He gives us refreshment. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Waters of rest. We can serve as an invitation. This, This can serve as an invitation and a promise to us. John 7. Thirty-seven. The Bible says, "In the last day, that great day of the feast, and uh, during the last day, they were uh, fetching waters, and so many waters from the pool of Siloam in the last day of the feast, and they would they would uh, scatter those waters. Literally, they would they would put water all over uh, the temple site. Imagine." Millions of people would gather water from the pool of Siloam, but the religious guys would say, they, "They, are trying to, to uh, celebrate this, this peace, not realizing that I am the fulfillment of everything." So, in the last day, that was the day they draw water from the pool of Siloam. In the last day, not the the, the first day, not that, not the next day, not the third day, but in the last day that great day of the peace Jesus stood and cried saying can you imagine Jesus Christ crying to so many people thousands and thousands of people he stood and cried saying if any man thirst let him come unto me and drink I am the very fulfillment of all these things that you are doing It just means seeing me and understanding me to drink means to take in it means to accept or to believe in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. You drink, you appropriate the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the satisfier actually of our lives. He told the woman, said, Woman, anyone who comes in and, and draw water from this shall thirst again. But he that drinketh the water that I shall give him shall be in him. A well of water Springing up into everlasting life. I like what the woman said, Sir, sir, give me that water. This person accepts the life of God in Christ to the point where he becomes part of Him. In Psalm 42, verse 1 and 2, As the heart of the deer panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God, a man by the name of Augustine. Said he wrote, Augustine wrote, he said, Oh God, thou but made us for thyself, and our souls are restless, searching till they find the rest in thee. I like what he said. Oh God, thou but made us for thyself, and our souls are restless, searching till we find they find their rest in thee. What does it mean? We say God alone knows where we we where the, the still, the quiet, the deep, the clean, pure water is found. And that alone can, God alone, nobody but God alone can satisfy his ship and keeps them fit and strong. So here David, first of all, we find that in the first two verses, David exalts God. He exalts the Lord. He exalts the name of the Lord. And then he exalts the nature of the Lord. Now David here relates his experiences. What an experience he has. And uh, first of all, verse 1, he experienced a personal relationship with God. The Lord is my shepherd. 1 John five thirteen says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Mine, he says. My shepherd. He's talking about a personal relationship to the shepherd. Now, he did not say the Lord is a shepherd. He didn't say the Lord our shepherd, or the Lord your shepherd, but he says the Lord is mine very personal shepherd. Look at verse 2, he experienced not only a personal relationship with God, he also experienced a precious relationship. David tells us that as a result of his personal relationship, he is confident that the shepherd will take care of all his needs. The Bible says, the Bible says in Matthew 6 verse 8, For your heavenly Father knoweth that you had need need of these things. Even before you ask. God knows exactly. So number one, the Lord is my shepherd. Number two, the shepherd gives direction and repressment. Number three, we can look at verses 2 to 6. The shepherd is my companion. Yea, though I walk. Verse number four. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will not be afraid, David says. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Darkness may encompass me about. And I have, I have studied that carefully. And it, it talks about the valley of the shadow of death. It talks about, you know, the darkness that try to, to uh, uh, engulf in our lives. And the darkness that wants to compass us around or about about us. And David expresses now his praise to the Lord. Not only exalting the Lord and uh, his name and his nature, but he, 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 he expresses his praise to the Lord. In the first three verses, David talks to God. He talks to us, I mean, about him, about God. He's telling us about God. Now, beginning in verse four, there is a change here. David begins to talk to him about him. So he, the first three verses, he talks to us about him, about God. From verse number four to verse number six, David is talking about him. He was talking to him about him. He was talking to God about the goodness of God, about the ability of God. In verse 4, David praises the shepherd's number one, power. What does he see there? He sees the power of God. Even though the ship must at times pass through the most frightening, the most dangerous places. And he knows that. David can relate to the, you know what he was trying to write? He himself was a shepherd. Even though the ship must at times pass through the most frightening and dangerous places. They travel in spite of that they can travel in peace knowing that their shepherd has everything under his control. Thou art with me. The same confidence should dwell in the hearts of each of, of, each of God's people today. Hebrews 13 verse 5 For he had said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. By the way, said though I walk to the shadow, and you begin to analyze that, a shadow cannot harm you. Now, just imagine, no shadow can can ever hurt you. What can a shadow of a dog, angry dog, do? It cannot bite you. What can a shadow by a poisonous snake do? It cannot strike you. They cannot hurt you. So David, first of all, praised God for his power. And his power is working in and through us. His power is available. By faith, if we, we continue to walk with the Lord in, in the fear of the Lord. Secondly, David praises God, the shepherds, Presence, not only the, the shepherd's power, but he praises God for the shepherd's presence. The presence of the good shepherd with his sheep is actually the theme, it's a theme that is repeatedly mentioned in this psalm. And you, you you notice that from the it comes from the idea of his leadership, verse two and verse number three, to his presence. His presence in the darkest times in our lives. Yea, though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. The Lord is seen in close distance to his children always. He's always there to lead them, He's always there to watch over them at all times. Though I walk, Through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thirdly, David praises the shepherd, first of all, for his power. Secondly, his presence. And then thirdly, his provisions. His provisions. And uh, what does he provide for us? Look at verse number five. He provides rest. Come unto me, all that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Here's something we need to see. Usually a soldier in enemy's territory, when you eat and you, are, you find yourself in the territory of the enemy, and the soldier would eat his meal as quickly as possible, or else the enemy could detect his, his, his position or you just casually do it and that your, your enemy may find out your whereabout and possibly you get captured or get killed. However, there's a difference here. The Lord spreads the table of his children right in the midst of his enemy's territory. And all the enemy could do is watch as we feast on the blessings of the Lord thou preparest a table in the presence of mine enemies. But the Lord graciously spreads the table in the presence of his enemies. He provides us rest, meaning there is peace, there is blessing from the Lord. Number two, he also provides us remedies. What does it mean? He creates opportunities for us said so thou anointest my head with oil and uh, i i look at that i studied it a little bit and it shows that when guests visited in a home during that time they were open anointed with oil to show them the how much they meant to the host so i thought that you just wash their feet with water no it was considered an insult not to wash the feet and anoint the head of the guest of your guest as we move through this life the lord graciously opens opportunities to us he lightens the burden of our lives and anoints us with the oil of his grace thank god for that just yesterday we we had bible study in double concrete poles and uh, we had a good attendance. I was happy that uh, the gym—it contains—it uh, was built on a 600 square meter area, and uh, we we have chairs all over the place, and those chairs were filled with people yesterday. I guess we had 30, 32, something like that. And I was I was challenged yesterday. I was I was so blessed, and I said, Lord. If the Lord did not open the opportunity, how could we have easily, we, we come to that place, we were entertained, we, people respect us, people wait for the Bible study, they are excited, they are growing. I said, Lord, if you did not open ways, back 20 years we, back 20 years ago, God put a man there, Brother Albert, and uh, using opportunity. It tried to salute so bang mga kampan. sa gate kapalangi. They would chase you out. I, I, I feel so happy as the Lord. We're here. And uh, everybody's expecting us. They are well seated. They appeal pa merienda. And we, we were close to people. What does it mean? The Lord opens opportunities to us. Um, tomorrow afternoon we'll be having Bible study again. So Dabo double aluminum supply, and every time we go there, and the manik and then they are so happy taking us in. One time I was I was surprised, and uh, I was informed that said uh, the board are the you know, members of the board are watching in Manila right now. So purus uh, bisaya to. Sana sinabihan. Sinabihan ninyo ako kasi maski Tagalog naman lang naka, uh, And uh, so, and uh, they are happy about it. Opportunity. God gives us opportunity. And uh, Sunday, the Lord will allow it. We will have the first service for our mission in RMS camp. It's a mission work inside the RMS camp. And uh, the camp has its own business, church. They they gather there, they enjoy our facilities, you know, and opportunities, and facilities. Um, so we use them, and there are so many houses around the place, and we are praying that God, and as of today, I am led of the Lord, <coughs> that our Bible students would rotate the it gives them opportunity to preach. It would, it would uh, allow them to practice preaching. So irritation, not irritation, irritation. And uh, Sir Leonel and his brother, Algie, will have the first uh, uh, time, then the first uh, schedule. And so, uh, we thank God for the opportunity. Soon, if the Lord allows days from now, we'll be able to open a mission. Hopefully, we're praying in San Frans, Agustin del Sur. And soon, Brother Jonathan uh, asked my permission if I could, I could marry him. And uh, so, we have a wedding coming. I know he's watching right now. And uh, said, I, I asked, I said, Well, uh, what for? What for? Because Pastor, only Pastor Ian, Nasiplanum mission. Amen. Coming back into the ministry. And who knows we will be able to open a mission work in Don Carlos. A big place. I was impressed by the place. And so the Lord opens opportunity to us. And we thank God for that. And the Bible says he he thou preparest a table in the presence of mine enemies. Oh, thank the Lord for that. And uh, so David praises the shepherd for his, number one, he praises for his power, his presence, his provision, and then lastly, he praises God for his promises. His promises. He he promises help for today, for the present. And we are pilgrims, and the pilgrim is assured that goodness and mercy shall be his constant companions along the home along the way home as we walk here in the journeys of life we have the promise of god that surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life uh, they are the components of grace and remind us that That we, as we travel, we will always be blessed with the grace sufficient to the need. My grace is sufficient for thee, all. We need to know that there is nothing in life that that we can face that will be greater than the ability, his ability, to see us through. And being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you, will perform it until the day. As we continue moving in this life, we can always expect God to sustain us with His grace. And then there is the promise of a home in heaven. Jesus says, I go, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, if it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And receive unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. I have conducted so many funerals that I can easily memorize John 14. I can easily memorize John 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And uh, we were having funeral service last two weeks ago, and Brother Steve was there, said Pastor, what am I outline, outline? Basta na. And uh, so, but here is a promise. Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, thank God Jesus is coming back. We have a home. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And when life expires, when things are done here, then for sure, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David concludes this psalm with a precious reminder that this life down here will end someday. But those who know the Lord will have a new, they will live in a new realm of life for eternity. Friend, the most important thing we must do in life is to be saved. First of all, repent of your sins and by faith Open your heart to Jesus and he will come and stay with you and you will receive the gift of eternal life. Let us pray. We need to remember Mom jo Asano, She's not feeling well. Uh, she informed us today. Also, we need to pray for Annette Piano uh, for good health. And then we also need to pray for... Uh, Sir Ernesto Tabanyag um, he is and I my, my and I are planning to visit him after the service tonight and I say I greet Brother Alan and Mama Beth and Mati happy, happy anniversary happy birthday for Mama Beth uh, 28th uh, wedding anniversary in Mati so be let us pray heavenly Father Lord thank you for the word of God heard tonight Thank you for the privilege. Strengthen us always. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.